everybody. It's Wayne with Mark and Areed, and we are so excited that you've come to watch the Eat Community Podcast. We know you're going to enjoy it. We actually did it live originally on our Eat Community webinar series, which we also invite you to come to, but you will love this podcast that you're going to be listening to right now. It is a great day here in Colorado. Notice that I've got on a long sleeve shirt. We've been close to 100 degrees every day, and all of a sudden today, it's got we have thunderstorms rolling in, and the temperature has gone down to the low 70s. So very, very weird weather here today. Um, I hope you're all doing well. Um, this is our Thursday session in which we call uh, Talk with Wayne. And the whole idea is that you ask me questions. Um, that's what I really like. That's the best thing to do. Um, make some comments. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and if I don't fill up all the time with that, then I've got some topics that I'm going to talk about. So <clears throat> right now you should be seeing the relatively new, less than a couple months old, um, EAT community website. Mark's got it up on the screen. Looks very different than it did previously. And I'm going to start out by just asking you to put comments in and thoughts about this website. If you get a chance to check it out, and also about, again, what we talk about today. So again, I'll be keeping my eyes open for questions and comments. Mark's gonna do the same, because Mark is um, paying more attention to that than I do. Uh, and, uh, and then I'll just start talking here about the topics that I'm interested in today, and then you guys can weigh in about what, what you'd like also. Uh, had a very busy week last week and uh, traveled a lot and even see if I traveled this week. No, nope, haven't traveled yet this week. Will be again soon. But last week I was in Boise, Idaho for uh, Boise and the metropolitan area of that for the early part of the week. Then I was in Shreveport, Louisiana, um, and um, up back in eastern Colorado again to finish the Shreveport was a trip to Libby Glass, and I'm going to try to show some pictures. Um, I'm trying to learn a new program that I'm not having the best of luck with that is called Google Photos. And it's not that I can't use it at all. It's that I can't get my photos transferred from my phone here is where I take them when I'm out on the road, easily over to Google Photos to where I can then just share them. So for example, trip to Shreveport was an environmental trip. I was looking at a company there called Libby Glass. Libby Glass makes a lot of the glassware, cups and saucers and bowls and plates that people all around the world use. Um, unfortunately, after the pandemic, when they were shut down, they decided that it was best to close their facility here in the U.S. 
and they've now opened a new facility in Mexico. I think that was a bad decision, um, but I never like it when we lose business here in the U.S. Love to hear about other people's thoughts on that. Um, but anyway, the bottom line is that they have now moved to Mexico, and uh, that's where they're manufacturing, but they were previously here in the States. This is an old site that they used to have here in the States, built in the 1940s, and it's very large and has a lot of potential environmental issues. So I was there going all around it on a day that was 100 degree temperatures and 100%, not, not quite 100%, but very close to in the high 90s for humidity. And uh, Pretty, pretty miserable. Fortunately, did have a, a golf cart that I could go around in uh, because somebody put a guess up on the screen as to how many acres a million square feet is approximately. Um, and, uh, and, and then think about what it means to just essentially walk back and forth, walk to the end of that 20 acres, walk back to the other end, Back, back to where you were and maybe do that 10 times over a period of about three hours, three and a half hours. And I got some real exercise. I would have if I'd been walking all of it. Instead, I did have the golf cart to take around. So I eliminated from 70 or 80% of that walking. Again, we're doing a phase one assessment of that in environmental report and also that will hopefully be acquired by the people that, that I'm doing the report for. Before that, earlier in the week, I was in Boise and was there to do really three things. Look at new properties, and specifically we spent, Russ Biagni and I, who is my partner that's there in the Boise area, we spent uh, about, what, uh, day, a little, just a little less than a day, looking at brand new sites, and one in particular, the Idaho Department of Transportation. So this is the state of Idaho. Their headquarters location for the State Department of Transportation. That's located in Boise, Idaho. And um, maybe, Mark, you could pull up a, a, a Google map and uh, show, just go to Boise, Idaho, and I'll point out where that facility is. Um, so they've, they're shutting that down. There's a residual number of employees that are still left there. There's a, probably 10 buildings on a 44-acre site, maintenance building, um, building for storage of vehicles and, and other materials that they have. Um, their office building, they used to share the office portions of it with the state patrol called the Idaho State Patrol, and now when they closed it, uh, they were only in it alone. Um, they had a laboratory, which is probably the coolest building uh, there, uh, one that I uh, would hope we could expand and have our laboratory in. So zoom in on Boise there, Mark, and I'll show you where to go within the city. Go to a, Go to the satellite well stay on the stay on the street view for now um, it is just above your picture right now is where the site's going to be 
just up above the, the where it says north in there is where this, this location is going to be. And it's just started raining here at my place. Um, okay, now you're getting close. It's um, back up um, to the to the left a little bit, Mark. There says Veterans Memorial Park, um, and it's going to be fairly close to there. It's on State Street that you see there. Uh, actually, it's now go to satellite view. I think it's this big area that's right there where State Street, where there, it looks like there's nothing there. And that's just because there aren't any streets. Yeah, that's it. So zoom in. Um, it's, it's right above where it says Veterans Park and below where it says Sunset. So now I need to go a little bit to the left in order to find Now the other back to the left. I don't know what, but you 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 know there. There we go. Left more. All right, right there. Zoom in more. Or zoom, yeah, zoom in. Now stop and and go back up where it says veterans. So go to the left, move it to the left. Now down, Mark, it's, it's at the very top of the picture right now. No, you're, you're not, you should just be going straight down. Instead, you went left. You gotta go right now, Mark. It's, go, go left right there. Yeah, this is not working. I'll, I'll pull it up and get it in a second. It's easier for me to do it, so I'll get it now. Do it. I'll share my screen in a second. Guys, if you got questions or anything while I'm doing this, just going to take me a second. I'm going to pull this up. Switch, the, switch it to me, Mark, so I have it. Okay, give me a and I will just send it to you. Right. I'm looking down at my screen. All right, I'm going to share my screen. And Show this one. Okay. All right. You have my you have my screen now, everybody. Mark, yes. you seeing my? Yes. All right. So this site is going here. right here this is the site right here and we go to satellite keeps it 
All right. I'm, I'm doing this because you guys should learn to use maps. If you're economic, you're in the environmental world at all, you're either just an observer of it or you're a consultant or you work as a geologist or a biologist or a chemist or an engineer, any of those things. Um, and Mark, why? You're, you're seeing my screen, right? Because I still see my image full screen and I thought I wouldn't be able to see that yet. You sure everybody's seeing my screen? Yep. We see. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, now I've got this zoomed to where you actually see how big it is. This this is the corner of it over here. It goes all the way up to here. Then it goes like this. It includes this parking lot up here. Goes over here, goes this way, over here, continues out here, includes all of this, goes all the way down here. This was parking way back. At the at its biggest, this had several thousand employees that were here. And then back to here, and follows the road up to this corner again. These are state of Idaho vehicles that are stored in a lot right here. That's a fence around the lot. This is a maintenance building, really simple maintenance that can be done here. This is their primary maintenance building right here. So vehicles would drive in and there's bays to service them here. This is an office area out here in front. This is a bigger bay right here that a bigger vehicle could go in. Um, again, what what do you think the primary? What would be Mark? You you guess at this. What's the primary service in the state of Idaho that the Department of Transportation provides? I would say um, train. Yeah, no trains in the United States. Trains are are not public, Mark. They're owned by private entities. So. Um, trains and even the railroads themselves are owned by the railroad companies. They have to maintain them themselves. Uh, the, this department would regulate them, but it's not anywhere close to their biggest service. You're not going to think of it because you don't ever have to deal with it. It's snow. Oh, okay. Getting rid of snow because I've heard this from several people through the years. Two, the two most important issues to most residents as it relates to their roads are how they get their kids to school. So school buses or in the wintertime, maintenance of roads, getting rid of snow so that they can get their kids to school and go to work. So getting kids to school, going to work, both of those have to do with road maintenance. And the, the, the road maintenance in most areas for snow, for snow removal is done by a combination of the states, the local governments, cities, towns, counties. And you know, on the case of interstate highways, which there are two in the city of Boise um, by the federal government. So 
state of Idaho does all the roads that are state roads, state highways. This street right here, State Street, even though it's in the city of Boise, it's not actually owned by the city. This is owned by the state of Idaho. It is a state highway. And the road maintenance of State Street would be by the Department of Transportation. The department has eight maintenance facilities and vehicle storage facilities around the state where snow plows are stored. These are all snow plows right here, all these vehicles. And then these are other state-owned vehicles that would go out and do filling hot potholes, doing road care, and other things that were related to the Department of Transportation. Um, so this is their office building. This is where the office people, the engineers, and other people that would work for them would be. It's three stories. The, there's an office right over here in this corner right there. It's that corner office. It has bulletproof windows because, like I said, for a time, the state actually shared this office building with the state patrol, which is the police force for the state. Um, the reason this site was abandoned by the state and they moved to a new one was primarily because they have a new one that's better. Also, because there was an environmental issue in this building. January of last year, of 22, there was a uh, some kind of a water break up here on the last floor of this building. And that, that's actually the, the penthouse. It's where all the equipment is, um, all the heating and cooling equipment for the building, the water, water mains, all of that kind of thing. It froze. And it was during the Christmas and New Year's holidays. Nobody was in the building. And they it flooded the building. And there is asbestos on the ceilings throughout the building. The asbestos broke loose, came down on the floor. And ever since then, not a single soul other than people like me doing, doing surveys have been in the building. And, and it's, it's now been abandoned for that, per, for that reason. Um, this building is totally reusable, completely functional. A lot of people's attitude would be, take it to the ground, don't deal with that asbestos. We've gotten an estimate, and dealing with the asbestos is only probably a $200,000 problem. And, and then this building, though, today would cost easily... 12 to 15 million to replace. And, you know, the state's not here anymore, but whoever buys it, we're working for a firm that's looking to potentially buy it, will have, you know, will have to make a decision about whether they want to use this building or, um, or completely tear it down and do something else with it. Um, again, I've said this is a, a small maintenance building. This is their primary maintenance building. These are portable offices that are out here. They actually ran out of space in this building, so they have more portable offices that are out here. Most of the people officing in this building were in cubicles. Uh, we didn't have walled offices. There are conference rooms, and senior people have walled offices. This is a warehouse which has been expanded three times through the years. This is the oldest section here. 
and then a little newer section from here to here, and a newer section here. So they store rock salt, different things that would be used to, to clear the roads. They store handheld equipment, shovels, safety clothing for their workers, reflective clothing for the workers to wear, all that sort of thing in this building. Um, this is their laboratory building here. And that's the one that I said is probably the most valuable. That this portion over here is offices. And notice it's saying Idaho Department of Transportation, which it is. Um, and then this is all the lab. And all this stuff on the roof are vents from hoods. And one fume hood, of which there are probably 30 in this building, is today's cost would cost seventy-five dollars to $100,000 to replace. Um, everything has gotten off the charts expensive. So that's the lab. These are both museum buildings, actually. Um, there is a state transportation museum. And they, this is not actually where the public comes. This is where they store things that they move into the museum at different times. So remember the history here, nothing as long as your country, Mark, but it goes back about 250 years to where this area was first settled when people were coming from the east on the Oregon Trail. Boise, the word Boise means city of trees. I'll zoom out in a minute here and you can see how even with a lot of these trees that are planted, how much it looks like sort of a garden of trees. And when they were coming on the Oregon Trail, they'd been going through desert and mountains. They came over a ridge, and looked down, and here was this beautiful valley of trees, and they named it Boise. And that's why it has the name that it has. So again, my environmental job last week was to gather information through pictures, through questions, I had the head of facilities for the state that was with me, who's worked there for 20 plus years. She was answering all my questions about different things that I was seeing. Um, and I'm now writing a report that will be given to the potential buyer um, for the site. About what do you think this site is worth? And I don't expect anybody to get, this, get close to it. But I'll wait and I'll give that answer. I'll give you what at least the state believes that it's worth here in just a little bit. So that was my Tuesday last week. However, on Monday, I was finishing up looking at a bunch of different other sites potentially for sale that were have some kind of environmental problem. And the guy that I was with, Russ Biagni, I said, Russ, when did you last see the house that I lived in before I moved? And he said, I haven't seen it since you moved. And I moved 33 years ago. It was just about this time, the summer of 1990, um, before school was going to start, because we had two school-age kids at that time. And we wanted to be in their new location before school started. So we moved to the Denver, Colorado area, specifically Parker, which is on the south end of Denver. And we sold this house right here, 16878 Meadow Lane. And I'm gonna show you some 
some things about it here in a minute because long story short, we drive up and go to look at this. Oh, let's go back to that map and I'll show you where it is. So we're gonna zoom back out again. I'll show you Boise. Has anybody guessed, Mark, what the cost of this piece of land is gonna be for a buyer? I don't see anybody putting anything yet, but Alicia has a question. Right at 40 million. Wow. And they aren't giving any value to the buildings. That's just what the land is worth. Notice, look at all the development that's all around it. And then this is a beautiful area called the, the uh, Boise, Boise River uh, Kayak, I think, Creek area. And all these ponds are developed into these roads around them. Um, the day I was there, it was about 90 degrees. There are parking, people were parking everywhere here. There were kayaks and little boats and things all over. And then there's white water on the Boise River right here that people go down. So now I'm gonna keep zooming out. So these are the mountains. This is the Rocky Mountains. And notice how green all this is, this whole valley, the Boise River in it. Boise River's coming out of the mountains. This is a reservoir right here, um, which means it was put in by man. There's a hydroelectric generating station, so power is made right here on this particular dam and reservoir. This is called Lucky Peak Reservoir. So that's a lot bigger across than it looks like when you look at this picture. And um, notice the greenness here. So there wasn't quite this much green when the settlers came, but the green along the river, all along here that you're seeing, it, that's the Boise River, is, was all there. So this home inspection report, which I was showing, and a home inspection is, a, I'm gonna call it a poor person's version of a, uh, hey Robert, I see Robert Hayes is here. Um, a poor person's version of an environmental phase one, which we've just been talking about that we're gonna do on that site. It's usually what's done before people buy or get a loan on a house here in the United States. And um, again, we're gonna go into Nampa. So here's the interstate that I said the federal government owns. Here, I-84, zoom out just a little. So the settlers came on the Oregon Trail, which went here. It went up into the mountains just a little, and it went along the edges of the mountains, came all the way over, and dropped down into Boise right about here, and went up and through the city, followed the Boise River out of town, and then towards Oregon, which is the border, Oregon and Idaho is right here. This is Oregon here. They were going across Oregon and all the way over to Portland and the coast, which is over this one. So it's not exactly the route of it, but it's out in that direction. So we're gonna zoom back in again. And 
take a look at Tampa. A little bit farther out here, right here, this area. And we're going to look right in subdivision, this one right here. Actually, I'm wrong. So with this one. Oh, we're not there yet. I was too far left still. Here we go. This subdivision right here. And that 1678 site, which we'll look at that report in just a minute, is Right here, there's the street, Meadow Lane. The property is right, property lines right, kind of goes through this tree here, right along the edge. It's next to a, a neighbor's little building right here. It's right there, up here, here. Down here includes this lot over here and right here. So that address and that site's right there. I'm going to blow it up just a little. So there you're seeing the house. And now for this report. These are the guys that did it, John and Rick Blakely. There's what it looks like from the front. In a home inspection, you look at things like quality of the roof. Is it in bad shape? This, this roof is in excellent shape. It did, it did have a little concern about the gutters, that there shouldn't be these leaves in them, the gutters. Because because they're in there, if it rained, snowed, wind, it could cause water to get underneath these roof shakes, as they're called. There shouldn't be water in a gutter like that. So that's why they said that there's some repair that needs to be done. The roof, it's, it's mainly the gutters. And here's the systems, the roof drains. Here's showing a little more detail about the gutters themselves, and some work that needs to be done on them. Exterior, you're seeing here, here's the garage it's in the front. Um, here's a little different view. This is the back side here. And again, they found some Minor things. This is really a small area. That's about 
foot and a half in size and some of the siding there has broken off so that needs to be placed. Um, little things again there where there should be additional siding. That's a piece of wood there. Here, again, another one. Really pretty minor. There's another one. That was that was the same one you saw there. Otherwise, little things like here's a it's called a fat a facet, just a break in that piece of wood. This part is in great shape. So there were a few issues with this electric socket here. You see a close-up of that plug. Plug has got some issues. That should be checked out, dealt with. The grounds would be the grass and anything else. This is where the garage meets the driveway. There's some weeds growing there. That's mainly because the slope of this, which should be away from the garage, is over the years, probably settled a little bit. There's a little bit of water that's accumulated there. There's some places on this brick um, sidewalk that you can stub your toes. So that needs to be um, proved a little. This is where they had a hot tub at some point. We had it, again, as I mentioned, we used to own this house 33 years ago. How many people do you know that have ever repurchased a home they owned 33 years before. This and this home we loved because it's it's just the nicest place that we felt like we've ever lived. This is a living room here, and it's just a little outdoor seating area right outside. But the reason you pointed it out is there's a crack going through the patio here. A little bit of Roof damage on these boards here. Not rough. That just needs to be painted, frankly. There's a few other, there's no gutters again. That tree should probably be removed from growing over the top of the house. This is growing up. It's a vine of some kind. Again, that's potentially going to cause some damage. It's died through here. Should probably. This is the garage. Riding lawnmower. It's a two-car garage. No issues with that. Door going and door outside. This is up in the attic, showing insulation. It's a really well insulated house. Here you're going to see below here. How thick it is, that insulation is almost 14 inches thick. That's huge. That adds a very high, call R value. This is the entry into it. No issues there. This is looking from that entry out to various different rooms. The living room's over here. This is a little, little family room over this side. And, uh, Kitchen is actually over this way. You see a view of that living room. 
This is where that outdoor furniture you saw in an earlier picture is. This is a family room. Then there's a furnace in the living room. Huge, and I say furnace, it's a fireplace. That's eight feet diameter. It's a huge fireplace. One of the things we really love. It used to be just wood burning, and now they've added a gas, so this can now be heated in gas as well as wood, just wood alone. An exercise room, we're not going to have our eating area. This is what's called the utility room, washer, dryer, sink to wash if you're coming in through this outside door. This is where the heating and air conditioning systems are. Looking at the kitchen, island, refrigerator, freezer, range, microwave oven. Different view of it. Dining room. We have a much bigger table than this. This one seats six. We have one little seat eight, so we take up more of the space. Master bedroom. I showed you this, I think, last week. Very cool wood. We're probably going to try to buy this. chest of drawers from these people, closets, and master bedroom. This is a bedroom that has a loft. There's the loft that's up above, bed down below, cool kind of a teenager room. It's where our son had his room. Another bedroom. Another bedroom. Finally, a last bedroom, fifth bedroom. Sort of a hallway, leaving the living room area, going towards the bedroom. So back, looking back to the, it's the fireplace. This is the bathroom, the master bathroom. Just this is the people who live there, clothing. So. It's just out there that that won't stay, obviously. So it looks way, really cluttered. Sinks in the bathroom. Vanity there. Shower in another bathroom. So the second bathroom. Actually, I missed the bathroom. This is the second bathroom. This is the first bathroom. Third bathroom. And then this is utility equipment, water heater, furnace, air conditioning unit. 
there's a washer, washer or dryer, I'm not sure which. You've seen this room before. It's what I call the utility room. This is where the well is. It's a pressure tank and wells down. Crawl space under the house, getting insulated. And back, there's a second building, a barn building. You'll see it in detail here. This is all the inside pictures of it. There's the building from the outside. The house is back this way. It's got three garages. You see in there. And a whole new other house inside of it. Really? Inside the garage. So this is a home inspection report, much like a phase one assessment. And uh, again, it's intended to help the homeowner or the buyer, which is what we are, make decisions about it. So then at the very end, it's got a summary, all the things that it talked about, showed pictures of. So again, make a guess, how much does this cost? This, this report to do this, and it was done yesterday. Did it at 11, and by six, we had the report. I'm gonna now look at the questions here. Mark, you seeing any that anybody had? Yes, I've seen Alicia. He, uh, she is asking um, about the, um, uh, X point. Well, I didn't do anything with X point this week. That's going to be a project for next week. But what is she asking, Sonny? Uh, she says, Anything new? You know, I've become now partners and friends with Robert Messino, who's the founder. We're going to be converting a number of the Earthship homes there that other people call bunkers. 80 foot units that we actually own one in that area also, but we're gonna convert a number of them to aquaculture facilities, aquaponic facilities, mushroom production facilities, uh, conference center, meeting room, uh, a shop, a stable for horses, chicken, areas where we can rotate chickens, uh, an alpaca rearing for basically nursery for when we would birth and have moms and baby alpacas for the first couple of weeks after they're born. There will be a herd of alpacas that will integrate with the herd of cattle that are already on the property. Um, and uh, That's going to make this amazing community even more amazing. So I'll talk more about that. Okay, looks like that was the real question about X point. So that's the status there. 
Um, I have some other pictures that I'll show at X point also. But again, I got to get them off my phone. As I said, I start this today. I'm having a little challenge with um, determining um, how to how to take pictures in bulk, not one at a time, off of my phone, put them onto um, a document, anything that I want to do without copying over and over and over and over. Supposedly, you can use Google Photos, which is this is, and here's even Canyon Creek that I put on here, but there's, these were pictures I've showed you guys before because Russ and the owner, the current owner, Richard right here, this is Russ, took, these guys took these pictures about a month and a half ago. And I was out there again the day before coming to the house that I was just showing you. So these were taken June, May 30th to June 2nd. We have another set that were taken um, July 8th. And here's the way these view lots will be that we're going to putting in out at the Canyon Creek site. It's like 100 foot cliffs that just come right down from where we'll have a number of these. And I was going to show you, and we'll, we'll actually finish up today unless we get more questions with this spreadsheet. Because I'm working on this spreadsheet to be the spreadsheet for Canyon Creek. So I'm going to be very open to you, transparent about numbers. Um, most of the these income numbers are not accurate because this was done for another site. Just getting started with this. But it is, there are a number of things that are already done and they are accurate so example initial investment we're going to be getting is 3.5 million and we're going to spend this number and this is 245 this will show you with spreadsheets you always make mistakes you've got to be correcting them and buy it for 2.3 million and then we'll have about another 50,000 closing cost so that's the cost for the land acquisition. Um, you always want to put in a contingency. We've used a contingency of 5% throughout this model. And um, when it's all done, I'll work on it both off, offline, also when I'm doing the webinar next week. Um, the income sources will not be exactly the same as this. This was created for the site that I know I talked about several years ago, which is called the Gentry Trust site, 5,000 acre site in Southwest Kansas, right on the Oklahoma border um, in Kansas, where we would be doing all these kinds of events at that site. The site here in Idaho is only 260 acres. It's not big enough to do some of these things, but we will do ultra running, walking races. We'll do those there. Um, we'll do mountain bike races there. We'll have plenty of room to do those. We will do adventure races there. We will do fishing there. We will not do waterfowl hunting. There isn't enough area to do that. We won't do big game hunting. We'll do, we will do a little dog training, not nearly as much as we were going to be doing on this site. Birds of prey training, do a little bit of it, not nearly as much as we would have done. 
we don't have enough land to do dog field trials and tests. There will be day visits. People will come there to stay in one of two places that we'll have for either VRBO or Airbnb types of stays. Um, I'll be putting those in. Uh, vacation stays are similar. It'll be the same kind of thing. There really will be a, a store. Commissary is probably not quite the right word. That's a military term. But we'll have a little store with a clubhouse um, that we'll be making some money from. Um, we'll actually be fine. We will be financing some people's deals. Um, we're not going to put revenue uh, projections for that in quite yet. We hope we can get some grants down the road, but we don't expect them and we won't have that in yet. We'll have lot sales and we'll have lot leasing. Those will both be in here. This will be similar to X Point in that way. A lot of these kinds of activities. Everything you see on here including the dog trials and, and other vacation stays and so on, will be done at Xport, um, South Dakota. Cap the expenses will be all kinds of them. Still have to do a lot of work on this, but I wanted to show you it's, it's very broad. There's capital improvements. What we're doing, that, that, that would be building, for example, our, our uh, welcome center and sales office and um, and essentially clubhouse for for the members. We don't have bunkers to do that in here. So we'll actually be using shipping containers and we'll have some that are linked together, like there'll be two of them with a roof in between them and in between areas where we'll, we'll have our office type of uh, feeding area for people. There'll be rentals of things that we'll have to have um, there's going to be marketing and advertising costs, a lot of equipment that we'll have to buy, a lot of supplies and materials. We're going to contract for different kinds of things. There'll be few costs, administrative costs, professional labor costs, travel, accounting, legal, recreational labor, construction labor, utilities, insurance, land acquisition. already talked about that. That's a one-time situation. We won't have more of that. And another category, which is kind of like a contingency. Down here are all the assumptions. So in the capital improvements, there'll be trail construction, trail maintenance, road maintenance, primitive camping construction, um, improved camping construction, overnight lodging construction. So all those are under the area of capital improvements. And then we'll have rentals that we'll have to have for costs. Um, there'll be facilities like outhouse and other things, lighting, uh, marketing, advertising. Where's that? Well, brochures, written materials, internet advertising, different events that we do, offline advertising. We'll have equipment we'll have to purchase, we'll have contract services, hire race organizers, caterers, others. This is the revenue from ultra running, winter training race, annual training camp, mountain bike races, uh, winter training. Again, we won't do these at um, Canyon Creek, but we will at Xpoint. Everything you see on here, we'll do at Xpoint. And here's assumptions for lot sales, various different sizes that we'll have 
four acre lots will sell at 250,000 each, 10 acres at 350,000. Um, 35 half acre land parcels that we'll use for leases rather than selling them. We'll actually build homes for people since it's eco home construction. There'll be annual association fees. So notice I haven't capitalized this one yet. So by next week, this will be all done. I'll be able to show it to you in its entirety with all the numbers being what we believe is good for assumptions and projections. So I have eight minutes till we're finished. And let's fill in a few more things here. I was just working on overnight stays. And we're not going to have any in year one. So these will be all zeros. And I'm not going to fill all those in right now. Zeros are easy to fill. We'll uh, copy and paste here to show the total, and the total is going to be zero. And we will have overnight stays in year two. So this is starting 9-1, September 1st of 23. In year two, we'll do about 400 nights at $100 a night. And that, that's in two units, so it means we'll have 200 of 365 nights. So about two-thirds, a little bit less of two-thirds of the nights will have occupancy. And then uh, we've increased the amount of that by 10% moving forward over the next five years. Um, this is an annual association fee that people that own lots, which is what all these are, will pay. That's here. So now I need to go back up to the revenues. I already have a category for lot sales, but I need to add a row. Have a category for eco home construction. And what else did I have? So you do your back and forth here, son. That's 11. Lot and land sales is 10. So that's it. It's 11. Oh, no. Lot and home is 10. It's eco construction. And most of it overnight stays, annual association fees. So association fees. Let's put that right above pants.
that's 12. I always forget to click enter. That's when you can go back and correct them. And then overnight stands. Well, we have overnight launch. And all be primitive having that. So the site's not going to have that. I'm actually in vacation stage overnight. And oops, I already had, had some hints, we need to change that. It's going to equal, so you're going to see an equation here, equals that stage. So that in, copy that, paste it all the way across up to month 12. Uh, actually went down a row, but it's got them all in. So, so let's see if that's right. Cation stairs over there. I put them all in. I screwed that up. Should have been zero in here. So there's a mistake in my math there. I'll go and correct that. I don't want to waste your time making those corrections. But anyway, you should learn how to do this. Use these, learn how to use spreadsheets. You learn how to use AI. Talked about using AI. I didn't do any discussion of that today. But there's just so much we can do with these little phones and, and in terms of pictures. All our photos now are taken with this. I don't know if you've seen this movie that's out now that competed opening weekend with Indiana Jones, uh, whatever that, whatever its most recent version was. It had a $260 million budget for Indiana Jones. First weekend that it showed here in the US, which was several weeks ago, Deb and I went to it. Um, its volume of sales was exceeded by a movie that came out the same weekend shown in less theaters and it only had a budget of 15 million it was all made with these kinds of phones as their as their photographing devices videography rather than a very expensive multi-thousand dollar videographer's camera so it's amazing how good the quality is of what you can do so we are at the top of the hour Mark, any other questions, comments? I don't see questions. There's a comment by Robert. Um, he put in, uh, let me see. So he says, interesting group. 
um, so it's other network.com that network.org GRC I see he talks about yeah oh we'll look that up global regeneration collab all right that's a, sounds like an awesome right all right Mark what a great day yep Our rain stopped we had it for just a short time and I didn't even drink any juice today I was so busy talking but hey why don't you take us out my friend Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. I bet you enjoyed that immensely. That was one of our most amazing presentations here at the EAT community. Please look forward to our next podcast in the very near future, and we look forward to seeing you again on the EAT Community Podcast.